Welcome to the Bigfoot Society Podcast. Join me, your host, Jeremiah Byron, as I uncover the stories behind the people who make the wonderfully weird and unexplained their life's work. We love chatting about cryptids and creatures that defy logic, but that won't stop us from having people show up that you might not expect. Check out our website, www.bigfootsocietypodcast.com. It's our base for all things social media, blogs, episodes, and everything else Bigfoot Society. Follow Bigfoot Society on Instagram to keep up to date with the community daily. If you'd like to support us and help us keep the lights on for the cost of less than a cup of coffee per month, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society where for $5 a month you'll get early access to the podcast before anyone else and exclusive access to our weekly Patreon-only Bigfoot Society After Dark podcast. It's where the week's guest stays on after everyone else leaves and shares their favorite creepier or cryptid story with me and you, the listener, as we're sitting around the campfire at our creepy cryptid summer camp. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society to also see all the shout out, Zoom hangout, merch discounts, and more that you'll have access to as an official Bigfoot Society card carrying member for only $5 a month. A little bit of this American life and a little bit of in search of is what you're about to experience. So sit back, put your headphones on, put your phone in your pocket, and relax with your favorite beverage as I uncover the stories behind your favorite entertainers, researchers, and people you've never heard of in this episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. All right, this week's episode, I get to interview Coco Van Boxtel from Strange Little Lands, and it was a fun time. If you follow her, you get to see all of her cryptid dioramas on Instagram, but she really let us see behind the scenes and where she gets those awesome Sasquatch figures. So you guys are going to love the information. You'll finally know where to go to get your own cool little figurines to make your own dioramas with so again let's get right into it another interview on the bigfoot society podcast with coco from strange little lands all right thanks for coming back this is uh jeremiah again with the bigfoot society podcast and i have the privilege tonight of chatting with uh coco you may know her as uh, strange little lands and she does amazing things uh uh, dioramas really that are um, you know all about uh, the paranormal and uh, cryptids it's very very cool stuff but uh, Coco would you mind spending a few minutes kind of introducing yourself and what it is that you do absolutely my um, I'm from Wisconsin my whole life I've lived in a okay. few other places California New York but my home is here in Wisconsin um, and uh, go Packers I guess <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but um yeah, the, the, I've always been interested in, um, you know, high strangeness, cryptids. Um, growing up, my, my parents were always the kind that were open to anything, anything is possible. So, you know, they kind of instilled that in my brother and I at an early age. And um, my dad was always the explorer, kind of, would take us out in, on adventures and stuff. So it was always kind of part of us. Um, and yeah, I, I started these dioramas probably four years ago. Um, and really my inspiration, I guess, was just anything miniature is cute. And, you know, I've seen other like true crime, which I love true crime. I've, I've seen true crime, um, dioramas where they replicate crimes or any kind of just murder scenes, I guess. And I thought those were cool, but I'm like, you know, I've never seen them done based around high strangeness, Bigfoot. And I love that stuff. So I thought, 
I'm going to start doing it. And that's really just how it started was just this idea I had. And then um, from there, I just started teaching myself how okay. to make these little dioramas. Um, I mainly work in HO scale, which for the people familiar with model trains, that's the most popular scale. It's 187th. Okay. Um, that's what it is. So that's mainly, I'll dabble in some O, which is bigger, and whatever, but I, I mainly really try to stick to HL scale. Mm, interesting. Okay. So I didn't know that there's a, there's a whole thing behind this where you're actually, everything is uh, supposed to be a certain size. Like that's very right. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is the challenge as well, though, as far as finding the things that I need in the correct scale. I mean, obviously it's, you know, you can kind of use your imagination so it doesn't have to be perfect. But for the most part, I try to stick to HO scale that 187th as much as I can. <clears throat> very cool. Very cool. Do you have a favorite piece that you have worked on over the last four years? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a good question. Probably anything with UFOs, UFO mm. abductions. I've only okay. done a small number of those because I have issues again finding um UFOs that I like hmm. you know that'll work for it in the scale that I want you know because you can find toys anywhere but that's not what <clears> I'm <throat> looking for um so that's been a big challenge of mine and I know people love the abduction ones with the UFO so I'm really trying to yeah. find more that'll work for me but yeah I would say those um and of course Bigfoot Mm -hmm. You know, I love the, I yeah. love working, I love making forest scenes, as you can probably tell by the majority of my dioramas are based in a forest or something to do with lots of trees. Yes. Um, so I love doing, I love doing that. I love doing the ground and just adding everything in those scenes because everything is added, you know, by me, by hand. So. Oh, okay. So what is it, what are you kind of like, uh, let's say you're starting the process. Well, um, man, there's a, a, a lot of questions I could go with this. So let's take, let's take, for example, um, one piece that you did that I really like is uh, you did a special piece for Seth um, from oh, uh, Seth sure. Love, right? And that was mm -hmm. a sleepy uh, hollow yes. um, yeah. kind of church with a graveyard type deal. Right. right. Yeah. How long did that take? Oh my God. Yeah. That that took a long time. The good thing was that it wasn't a rush piece because Seth okay. was really cool. Just, you know, whenever, whenever you get it done, mm. which is great because for me, sometimes I have issues visualizing things. So I really, um, if I can, I like to take my time and just kind of, you know, work on it as it comes to me rather than rushing it just to get it done. I want it to feel mm -hmm. right. Um, so yeah, with his, you know, there were a couple things I know he wanted, which was a church, which he actually helped me pick out. I sent him different churches in HL scale and he picked the one he liked best. And then, um, and then of course the headless horseman, you know, mm -hmm. so those were the two things yes. I knew I had to put in there besides the cemetery. So I start with finding, um, all of the figures, anything that I need for the scene. And then once I have everything, then I, I, just start kind of placing loosely where I think they want to be. Um, it all starts on a, on a piece of foam. Um, and okay. then I paint the foam and then I add the ground cover. So it's just kind of a, a working up, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll cut the foam to the size of the, of the display case or whatever I'm using it in. And then I just kind of work my way up from there. Um, so yeah, so Seth's was actually a layered thing. 
and I did the base first and then I figured out, you know, where I wanted the church and I knew I wanted the cemetery around the church and then figuring out if I wanted the fence to go all the way around the outside of the diorama or if I wanted it just around the church and I liked it better. I mean, just, yeah, just around the church around that cemetery. Yeah. So it's, just, you know, those things of figuring out where feels best to put everything. Um, and then just slowly going from there and, you know, adding all the little things like the little crows and um, spiders on the church and the vines and everything. Um, and then, and then the light, you know, and I'm just starting to work with, with lights. I'm really trying to get more into lights right now. Um, so yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. It cool was too. fun. That one was, was a ton of fun to make. I loved, I love everyone I make, but that one was, was awesome. I really enjoyed it. And, and then that church too, every rock on there, I hand glued on because I wanted yeah. it. The, the real church is a stone church. You know, he sent uh, me images of it. And that when I got it, it wasn't stone. So, um, but I love doing that little stuff, you know, adding the uniqueness to it. So I, I think that's that, uh, those details are what sets anything apart. So, uh, so you're like going, you're going to like, um, maybe websites or, or um, stores mm -hmm. where it's like train model train supplies yeah. and you're like oh that church is really cool that church is cool and then you're picking it out from there but then you're like are yeah. you like hot glue gunning like little rocks to the church then or the for that one I used um it's a uh, extra extreme like Elmer's glue Elmer's mm. glue is awesome I use wow. that for stuff so that was used with uh Elmer's extreme glue and um the church, that church I actually got online. There's one train store in Green Bay, which is about 40 minutes from us. Okay. And it's huge. They have tons of stuff in there. But the majority of my stuff I get online because there's just not a lot of model train stores, you know? Um, True. So, and some hobby stores, you know, there's hobby stores where I can get some things. But most of my figures, my little people and everything, I get either at the train store in Green Bay or I get online okay that's cool that's cool uh i i like the detail in that piece where you have i believe you have seth's name on one of the gravestones right i will maybe i made that up but up. oh boy i can't yeah. um let's let's try again yeah you gotta love okay. how the internet is in and out these right days. yeah um, right. So okay. on the graves, the gravestone of one of your uh, on Seth's piece, you actually have Seth's name, right? Oh yeah, I wrote "Breathe yeah. Love." Yeah, those things are fun <laughs> too. Funny. I use I use a little pin and just dipped it in black ink. Um, okay. It actually has his birth year running across. That's a little harder to see in the nineteen eighty one. But yeah, nice. and those things too. You know, I'm making a piece, a commission piece. If there's any way I can make it even more personal to the person, yeah, I'll totally. try. You know, like, I don't know if you know T. Krulos. T. Krulos, an author here in Milwaukee. Um, he just published a book called American Madness, and he reached out okay. to see if I could recreate a specific scene from this book, which oh. I was thrilled to do. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, stuff like that. It, it had this this little, the, the main guy in the book, and it's a true story. Um, I actually had a little figure, and I hand-painted him with a needle, too, because this guy, he's the, called the Phantom Patriot. And he mm -hmm. wears this outfit. So I painted that with a needle and tried to get it as, as close as I could to the guy. Um, so yeah, stuff like that is, is really cool. enjoyable. Yeah. Have you ever looked into um, 
uh, I had a lot of buddies in college where they would uh, play uh, games that had like miniatures, like Warhammer and stuff. Have you ever looked into like I don't know, maybe that that would probably be totally different than what you're doing, but like to get like supplies from from stuff like that, uh, that would yeah. probably be more like space and and well, stuff. But like war games, like there is um, some companies that make really awesome ground cover or like um, oh. ground puffs for war games. Um, so yeah, those that's actually a good source for things. Um, there's a, been a few things that I bought that's made for gaming like that. And then even in some of the hobby shops, they have like those cre those weird looking creatures mm -hmm. for games like that, that you can play. Um, I got a couple of those, but I don't think I've used those, but actually for ground cover and, and little details, um, that is a good source to find some stuff. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I am looking at my question sheet real quick. Um, oh, uh, so, um, I asked for questions. Um, we'll kind of sprinkle them in as we go yeah. along. So uh, CryptoChakra wants to know, what was it that kind of uh, got you crafting? Is there any uh, backstory regarding uh, your crafting? You kind of alluded to it that it's been a work in progress as you go along. Yeah, there isn't really one thing. You know, it's, it's just one of those things that just kind of organically happened, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, again being fascinated by high strangeness and you know i watch shows on high strangeness and um pretty much every show out there and books you know so it's it's just such a fascination that it just yeah it just happened organically mm -hmm. um just to kind of get more into the world of high strangeness because i don't go ghost hunting i don't do anything you know i don't go searching for okay cryptic. um so i guess this was maybe just a different way to bring that hmm. world of high strangeness to me by making okay. my own. Yeah. But you are going to like different uh, conferences and stuff oh, to, yes. to show yeah. off your work, correct? Like, right, yeah. So my, what are my... the, uh... oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. Uh, what are the conferences my... you, you go to? Um, last year was my debut. Okay. Um, I've been making oh, wow. them for four years, but I just started selling them and started my strange little lens business officially last year. So hmm. CryptidCon in Kentucky was my first one. Um, and I think that was August of last year. And that was, of course, amazing. Everybody there was so kind and um, really interested in my pieces, which is great because, you know, you, you do something that you love. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that it's going to translate well to the people just because you like it. That doesn't That's mean other true. people are, you'd hope so, but you don't know, you know, I'm like, I have no idea, but the reception was, was really great. Um, awesome. Everybody loved looking at them and it, yeah, it really was, it made me feel like, okay, good. This is something that, that people do like, you know, yes. that they are receptive to. Um, so yeah, CryptidCon was my first one and that was such an amazing experience. Um, and then of course meeting, you know, that was when I first met Seth. And he actually bought a couple there. And then um, I met a number of other people in the cryptid world there um, that attended, which was awesome. And then um, my one after that was Paracon in Milwaukee. Okay. Um, and that's where I met T, the author. And he's super awesome, too. Um, I met Emily and Tobias. Oh, yeah, um, Wayland. Yeah. Is it Wayland? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, which they're wonderful too. So, cool. um, and that's, you know, one thing about these conferences is the people are always so awesome. 
you know, they're so kind and they're just so willing to help um, in any way they can and just be supportive. And they're so open-minded, you know, you can talk about stuff and this weird stuff that other people just don't get, but it's such a receptive, friendly, warm crowd. There's no, uh, there's no weird judgment, which is right. cool. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I know exactly it's, what you're saying. It's almost like, you know, you have this, this kinderness with these people, this closeness, mm -hmm. even though you don't know them, but you have this, this already, this bond or something, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, I totally get it. Yeah. It's such a cool yeah. feeling. It is. It's it really cool. is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, um, I mean, outside of like the conferences I've been to, uh, there's probably just a, a few, you know, you have that message thread in your phone where you can throw anything in and see mm -hmm. your friends and like, you know, not have to worry about like, oh, right. Jeremiah's gone crazy. He's off the deep right. end, you know, and like. <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's very important to have mm -hmm. those connections. And I mean, um, the conferences, like, I'm glad like well, I'd say probably half the conferences are going on this year. I know some of them had to shut down, but um, some of the Bigfoot conferences yeah. are still going on, which is very cool. Oh, um, I'm looking up one other thing real quick because I want to make sure. sure that I say the person's... Yeah, okay. So a common thread, and this is from uh, a Jedi Imposter, who's the creator of the new logo. So shout him out multiple nice. hundreds of times. Um <laughs> Where so he wants to know where you get the Sasquatch figures? They are those, cool. Yeah, I order those from uh, my 3D guy. Um, oh, he prints them. Really? I, yeah. There's there's a couple places. So when I first started this years oh. ago, um, I went through a 3D printing company, mm -hmm. and one of the one of the people because it's like um it's anybody can send their 3d printing to this company and okay. it's like a they're like the middleman so you mm -hmm. send them with a program i don't know and then the, this company prints it and then ships it out to the customer so uh. i saw that there were um aliens and bigfoot and i'm like oh that's cool you know and it was in the right scale so i reached out to this woman and i said hey can we i wanted to modify bigfoot a little bit because he yeah. looked a little too he didn't look as scary as I wanted him to be. So I worked oh. with her and we got that done. And, and then I found Ed, um, he's from Supernatural Shack and um, he's been awesome. And that's, that's the majority of where I get my stuff now is from him, even though sometimes I'll still get it from, from Shapeways, um, the online printing store. Um, but yeah, typically now I just, I go through Ed and, and he's been super awesome too. So he's actually, I reached out to him to see if he could make me a Krampus, if he could make me a headless horse, oh, yeah. you know, if he could make a night crawler. Um, and yeah. he's been really awesome about doing that oh, too. Man. So, so yeah, we have a really good um, business relationship too, which is great. Does he have a storefront where you can like hit him up and you can, cause I'm sure people are like yeah. going to start Googling like right now and yeah. be like, oh, I want to buy a few Sasquatch figures from this guy, you know, like, Oh, sure. You have yeah. an Etsy or. He's his, the name of his business is Supernatural Shack. Okay. He is on eBay. I I don't know if he's on Etsy, but I know for sure that he's on eBay. Um, I think that's how I came across him. Okay. Um. So yeah, just Google that and you'll it'll pull right up. Yeah. Hopefully, he gets a lot of Facebook business through this. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. 
Um, did did he supply the Mothman figure? I remember seeing a few pictures of you like putting the red dot eyes on the Mothman. Oh, that one, no, that one was from um, the Shapeways. I ordered through Shapeways. So the uh, ones I get Shapeways, those come naked where I, I have to pry and paint them. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones I get from Ed, he typically, except for the Horsemen, he'll paint them, which oh. is awesome. So it yeah. depends where I get them from. Usually the more evil, serious looking ones that come from Shapeways, but the little cutesier ones come from Ed. Awesome. Yeah. That that is really that's good information. So I think that's gonna make a lot of a lot of people happy that are just wanting a cool, cool oh, big sure. foot figure. Like that's yeah, awesome. it's hard to find good ones, you know. It is. It is, yeah. 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 Hmm. Um have you ever do you have a diorama that you've always wanted to make but you haven't gotten to make yet? Actually, there was one, but I just started making it um, because somebody reached out to me to do two commission pieces. One of them, which is the one that I always wanted to do but hadn't yet, is Skinwalker Ranch. So, (gasps) you know, because Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Years ago, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I got to do Skinwalker because it's just such a cool place. But I didn't really, you know, I just kind of, eh, it was in the back of my head, but I didn't really know how to portray it, especially for people who didn't know what it was. But I'm like, well, what does it really matter? The people yeah. that know, you know. So yeah. he reached out to me and he was kind of going between a couple different things. And then he settled on Skinwalker. I'm like, that's perfect because I've been wanting to do one for mm-hmm. years now. And I just, th- basically he was, the, he was the kick in the butt I needed right. to do a Skinwalker one. Yeah. So that's actually, I'm looking at it right now. That one um, oh, man. I'm currently working on and I'm so excited for it. Um, and then another one that I really want to do is basically all of the cryptids. So kind of starting in the, oh. in the snow mountains with Yeti, which I haven't done any Yeti yet. And then coming uh-huh. down and the Bigfoot is down in the forest. And then, you know, then there'd be Mothman and then the Frogman. So kind of fitting in, uh, it would be a really, really, really big one though. And just kind of having this whole swath of coming down from the mountains all the way down through all the cryptids. That's almost like a museum piece, really. Right. Yeah. It would be big. So I don't know um, when I would do that, but that's my, that's my, uh, my big, big one that I really want to do right after school. Like, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to go out there yet, but like that would fit right in, in the International Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine. Like, if you they ever get out there, there uh, the International Cryptozoology Maine uh, oh, Museum no. with Lauren Coleman in Portland, no, Maine. Oh, you got! If you ever get back out to New England, check that out. It's very cool. Okay. But I've they have a lot of like really cool stuff. Cool. I would love to. So yeah, good to oh, know. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, man, very very cool. Let me check out my questions uh, sure. real quick. So, do do do. Oh, um, let's talk. So this is from uh, Mothboy Matt. Um, one, I- I'm just going to read it. One, how did you get so dope? <laughs> I was born uh, this way. Okay, yep, <laughs> good, good answer. Uh, what is your favorite cryptid paranormal flick? Cryptid paranormal. Oh, my God. Paranormal. Paranormal. God, you know, I would have to go with signs. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah, totally. It just, it just freaked me out and it was it was the 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 sounds you Mm -hmm. know the aliens on the roof and stuff and 
I'll just never forget how much that movie freaked me out. And I just mm. love that because it's rare that I get scared nowadays. I mean, I, I know the movie came out a while ago, but yeah, Signs, I, I have to put that one up there as one of my favorite paranormal ones. That's a good um, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like and it. then the other one, another alien one is, um, I think it's the fourth kind based on okay. the real abductions in Alaska, I believe. Mm. That one was really freaky too because they incorporated real footage into the movie. Oh, really? I'll have to check that one out. Really, yeah, that one was really, yeah. really interesting. I like that one too. Uh, yes, yeah, Signs was cool because it was more like it's one of those ones where it's like uh, the tension builds up right. so much. Yeah. Um, it's like the movie, uh, uh, I remember watching the movie Contact. Oh, uh, sure. And like that gets very tension filled. You're like, yeah. oh, at the end. Oh, uh, sorry, was... I was about to spoil contact for someone. <laughs> Watch contact. At the end, you won't be suspecting what will happen. And then it will happen. But it's a great movie. Watch it. It is. Um, it is. Um, oh, and uh, uh, Outcast. So this uh, guy, uh, Outcast at last, who is awesome because he always sends questions. He says, love the Frogman figurines. So it sounds right. like um, now we know where the, the Frogman yep. figurines are from. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, he's, at, he's asking, have you ever checked out the Witch's Ball in Ohio? I have not. recreate that? I, I'm not no. familiar with that either. So I'll have no. to check it out. That sounds kind of I interesting. I have done a witch hanging, a couple of witch hanging scenes. Mm. Um, one of them actually I sold at Crypticon. Okay. Um, but I have another one in um that i haven't that's downstairs but yeah that stuff that's interesting too the witch hangings but no i haven't been there i haven't heard of it actually so i'm sure it's cool very cool very cool um i always find it's interesting how parents affect uh how our parents affected us when we we've grown up um mm -hmm. so you're saying that your father was the one who was introducing you to things of high strangeness well I wouldn't say, well, I, well, I guess UFO movies like Close Encounters. He always liked those okay. movies. Um, E.T., which actually gave me oh, nightmares. Yeah. I was a little, oh. but yeah, you know, I guess, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I would say more him. And he was the one that always took my brother and I out exploring into the woods and stuff. Oh. Yeah. What, what kind yeah. of things would you guys go looking out for? Just explore. We'd build forts. Um, oh, nice. There was a time we were going for a little hike. And we swear it wasn't there when we were first walking, but when we were coming back, there was, we just called meteor because we don't know how else to explain it, but it's the most dense, solid, black, sparkly rock that we've nice. ever seen. And it was super heavy. And my dad's like, that was not there when we came through the first time. Ooh, so yikes. we took it, we took it. He actually still has it. And this was over 20 years ago. Really? Um, but yeah, it's just, we call it a meteor because we're like, it has to be, it has to be a meteor. I mean, just look at it. It's, we've yeah. never seen it like that before. Um, so that was probably the most um, memorable thing that I remember us actually finding out when we were exploring. But that we had so cool. much fun. You know, we always had so much fun doing that. Yeah. Loved, uh, we did a lot of, um, so I grew up in New England, we did a lot of tracking um cool. stuff like that and uh mm -hmm. we always would uh 
Well, so you have some pretty big uh, animals up in Wisconsin. We would get moose in our area. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We had a moose come through our camp once and my dad ran after it with his shoes off trying to get a picture of it. And like, I don't know if you've ever seen a moose, but moose can hustle. And it was yeah, long I, gone. They're huge. They're, on yeah, the you don't mess with them. My trips I have, not around here. Um, but yeah, those are big creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, if you were, let's see, so you've traveled around the, the U.S. Have you ever gotten to uh, to go to any like uh, cryptid um, uh, museums? Have you ever been to visit like the Mothman Museum or um, anything cool like that? Or Not the Mothman, but we did go to Roswell a few years oh, ago. Oh, really? Yeah, and that was really fun. Um, actually, one of our boy cat is named Roswell. Um, but yeah, we mm-hmm. went we went out to Roswell and we went to the the museum there, which was pretty cool. Um, got to hang out with the aliens for a little while. Um, nice. We actually went to I think it was on the same trip. We went to the White Sand Dunes, um, and of course that was the area where Snippy the horse, the first uh, documented animal mutilation in the '60s. I don't know if you heard of Snippy. No, uh, do you mind sharing? Because I am, yeah, no. I'm not familiar with that. From my limited memory. Um, okay. so, Go ahead. So Snippy, her real name was Lady, and I think it was in 1967, she was discovered um, when a farmer, she didn't come back for a few days, so the farmer went to look, and here she was laying on her left side, and um, mm-hmm. her ne- I think from her neck up, her whole head was stripped of skin, and it was like oh, wow. bleached white as if she'd been out there for years um her her some of her organs were missing and her stomach was filled with white powder and there was some kind of indent like six indentations around her body as if something landed and you Mm -hmm. know above her and dropped her off um the there was a really bad smell surrounding her body and one of the ranchers it was a female i think she touched the mane of snippy or some part of snippy and it burned her hand oh Um, wow was a radio um what is that word i'm looking for radiation yeah radiation, radiation that's yep. Word, yep. around her too um and you know in that area there's supposedly i think it was the night before there was um, something spotted in the sky ufo hmm. um so yeah i've actually done a few um ones around snippy the horse but she was the first documented animal mutilation um and when we went out to white sand dunes and the great sand dunes that's the area that she was she actually she lived near the great sand dunes um out in that area by in colorado i think it's the border of colorado and new mexico is that like the four corners area right no i think it's actually when you cross right up into colorado i want to say that's the Great Sand Dunes. Like it's okay. right over the border into Colorado. Um, Interesting. So yeah, I didn't see anything, unfortunately. I did see my first like military drone because there's a military base out there. Um, oh really? But it was, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. But nonetheless, it was really cool. Really interesting, interesting place. <clears throat> Deceptively big. Like those dunes at the at the Great Sand Dunes are. They don't. <sighs> the size of them it's almost like an optical illusion because you get there you see the dunes but then mm-hmm. as you're walking them they 
they never get like they keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger it's like it never ends as you're walking towards it oh i'll reach the top of that in 10 minutes you're walking and walking it's just it's a really bizarre experience it's something yeah. you'd have to experience by going there um but yeah very very interesting that's an area of the U.S. we haven't gotten to to check out, and there's so much. Like just from the conversation with you, now I have so much more to check out. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've done some up in um, uh, uh, Washington, Pacific Northwest, and then oh, like, sure. you, know, you know, like Portland area, yeah, which beautiful. is beautiful. But uh, yeah, like you know, someday really want to you know hit mm -hmm. the Roswell stuff, and like yeah. there's some crazy stuff in Colorado, and yeah. All that stuff. So you're saying that you've actually made uh, dioramas of uh, 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 like uh, cattle mutilations. Yeah. That what you're saying? Yeah. Those. I made a number of those. Snippy. I made really? a couple and uh, just other animal mutilations because it's it happens to this day. And of course, yeah. it's all oh, yeah. there's all high strangeness surrounding you know these mutilations. Um, so those are those are fun to make because I get to use the Dremel to drill into the the little cows and sheep and stuff and then add the oh blood with the <laughs> so those are really yeah, fun because really you would wouldn't you yeah that's funny <laughs> it's pretty awesome yeah so those are <laughs> those are really fun um in fact my uh skinwalker one i'm gonna throw a little surprise in there for the owner of that of a little mutilation so well i was i was actually i was getting back to that because i was like oh, i wonder yeah. if she's like yeah. there's a lot of different ways you could go with the skinwalker one yeah uh, depending on how you view skinwalker ranch right you know? right absolutely yeah there's oh man you could go like you know you got mutilations there's some where it's like there's uh seeing bigfoot like creatures in yeah. portals uh, yeah there's uh, then there's the whole uh, everything that's been taken out of the newer TV series, mm -hmm. you know, stuff from that. Um, I don't know if you watched that at all. That was, it's very interesting. Um, the whole the whole thing of Skinwalker Ranch because it it's yeah. like it starts out with like your your George Knapp stuff mm -hmm. and um, the Bigelow stuff, which is like very intense and then it goes you could go into like jeremy corbell's documentary which is super yep. intense awesome and it's yeah. like um then at the end you're shown like this is the new owner of skinwalker and you're like oh maybe someday we'll be able to see him and yeah. then it's like then like what two or three years later it's like then the show comes out on like mm -hmm. the history channel and it's like so i like the show but the way that it's filmed it's like it's a it's a reality it feels like a reality tv show right? yeah but like i mean being able to see like the grounds and everything super mm -hmm. cool oh yeah i would so yeah. love to go out there i wish i wish that i wish there was a way that i could just go explore i'm sure there's tons of people that would love to but oh i would love to get my feet on the ground there that would be great what you need to you need to like utilize hmm, you could be, sneaky. <sighs> you could be like maybe I can make like a model and then yeah. send it to one of the guys. Like lure then... them, like look at this cool thing I made for you, not let yeah. me work on Skinwalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or hey, I'm doing research hey, dragon. for Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, personally, I don't know, like I would have to really think before going on the grounds. Because yeah. there's like, there's some weird, I think it's like some weird radiation stuff. I don't know, what do you think? Like. But there's guys what, that get messed up you know 
I, I don't know, you know, I think that Skinwalker is a thin area mm. where other, I'll just say dimensions can come through just because the area is thin. Um, hence the portals people have seen and all, all that crazy stuff. But I, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's a thin area. And I think there are areas like that all over that we may not even know about, you know, I know Arizona, there's, totally. there's places that are like that too. Um, but yeah, I think it's just one of those special areas. Uh, and who knows, maybe it's because of the, of the Native American tribes that live there, you know, um, I don't know, um, maybe rituals, I have no idea. But, but I, yeah, I just, I just think it's a thin area. And that's where things can come and go kind of as they please. So let's, um, let's say we have listeners that right now they're like, whoa. <laughs> what's up with this? This isn't like, I'm confused right now. So, uh, in, so you're referring to like window areas, right? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, um, I believe, uh, that would be like, uh, John Keel referenced to a lot of that. Um, and so in certain areas of <clears throat> the U S the world, um, the thought is that, you can see more, you know, more Bigfoot or more UFOs, things of that nature, correct? Right, right, correct. Yep. And yeah. I'm sure some people think it's because of the energy there or whatever. I I don't know about that, but yeah, you know, just special areas and maybe it is energy vortexes. I wish I knew. It's very interesting. And um it is. Are you uh have you ever looked into like your uh I've always find it interesting. You've got the ley lines, the ley line map. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wish yeah. there was a map where it's like this is the one hundred percent accurate ley line map. Right. That yeah. You could go That'd through. Be great. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that could be part of it too. You know, um, energy. Yeah. Everything is made of energy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what it boils down to. Have you ever looked to see if uh, there's ley lines that go near your area in uh, Wisconsin? I haven't. I haven't. You should check it out. I should. That's a yeah, good idea. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I've done that with Iowa, and it's yeah. not really the area I'm in, but the areas that they supposedly go through are very like, oh yeah. I mean, just the stories you hear about those areas that totally sure. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. I'll look that up. What is your uh, What's your favorite um, when you think of high strangeness? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your like? your top stories that you like to, you know, let's say someone didn't really know what high strangeness was. Oh, um, that's a good question. Um, well, Skinwalker would definitely be probably something I would mention just because of pretty much everything you can think of strange happens there. Oh yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, I guess the, the, the whole cryptid world, that's high strangeness. Bigfoot, um, mm-hmm. all the cryptids, UFOs, all that stuff. But um, Skinwalker would definitely be up there. Skinwalker is one of my favorite subjects. I just love it. I'm so fascinated by it. It's so weird um, how it is a subject that once you go down that rabbit hole, it mm-hmm. it takes it takes you in like crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, 
Man, I remember the first time I heard someone talking about it, I was like, what are you talking yeah. about, buddy? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, then you start seeing connections all along the way. Right. Like um, Bigelow Airspace and New York Times mm-hmm. article, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. What is going on with the whole this the, the whole disclosure thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, uh, too. My goodness. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have, do you know, uh, have you ever heard Ryan Sprague? from somewhere oh, yeah, sure. somewhere yeah, I'm going to interview him next week and awesome. um, that's going to be a fun interview because he's mainly a yeah. UFO guy right but uh I, I really want to chat with him about disclosure mm-hmm. and if he's if he's heard anything coming out of that disclosureness that also applies to like your Bigfoots and stuff I've kind of right. looked into it but I haven't really like spent the hours to really you know, dive deep, but I've gotten that question from a few other people to ask him too. So it'd be kind of interesting to see what he comes up with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. His stuff is, his stuff is fun to listen to. Mm -hmm. But, um, let me think real quick. I'm going to look through my question list again. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so what would be, how how do you like uh people keeping up to date with your your work like if um your social medias and all that good stuff um i would say first would be instagram and okay. then because uh, i i try to you know i'm working on dioramas regularly so i try to keep that fresh and post at least once a week um hmm. facebook i do too probably a little less just because i've noticed that i don't know it's it doesn't get in front of as much as many people when I post on Facebook. I'll still do it. But yeah, Instagram for sure would be okay. the most up to date. Awesome. So you've got the Instagram and then of course your main storefront is on your Etsy, right? Yes. Yep. And it's all under strange little lands, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, cool. or my Etsy shop. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And let's say that uh, someone is really like oh man she does uh commissions she can make mm-hmm. a specific piece for that is instru- are instructions on that on your etsy or should they contact you directly or what's usually the protocol contact me directly in fact on my okay. etsy page i have a little blurb that says if you if you don't see a piece that you'd be curious about um you know any cryptid or ufo or whatever just to okay. shoot me a message and we can go from there that is awesome that is yeah. awesome I have uh, loved taking the time chatting with you tonight, uh, Coco, and just getting the behind the scenes stuff. Um, I've always been a fan of dioramas since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's this place in Massachusetts called the Coabin Reservoir, and they had a museum of dioramas about how they would, you know, harvest the forests. And like, it was just so cool seeing those little dudes and then feeling like you're big, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for coming on. <clears throat> the, pod, the podcast tonight um, I would hope that all my listeners will go ahead and check out your your Instagram and Etsy and just be blown away by how cool it is um, it, it'll be in the show notes uh, your links as well uh, Coco is going to spend a few uh, minutes after we're going to have you know Bigfoot Society after dark extra story time if you want to hear that uh, patreon.com uh, forward slash uh, Bigfoot or slash Bigfoot Society uh, and you can hear the extra episodes uh, for $5 a month. But at this time, thanks for coming on, Coco. 
Yeah, and thank gonna... you. It was so much fun. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to Coco from Strange Little Lands uh, for coming on the podcast, spending some time with us tonight, having a good chat. And also thanks to you for, for all listening um, every week to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Uh, definitely please go ahead, check out her stuff, check out her Etsy. Um, if there's nothing you like there, she can make something especially for you. It's a really, really cool thing. Super creative. Um, again, if you want to get more involved with the podcast, there's a few ways you can do that. You can go to Bigfoot Society on Instagram. We post a lot of our content. Uh, we also have a uh, Facebook page as well if you search for Bigfoot Society. Uh, if you have a, a story or a sighting or anything you'd like to share, you can e- email us at BigfootSociety at gmail.com. And of course, our main hub is www.bigfootsocietypodcast.com where we are starting to uh, post everything from uh, podcast episodes to uh, top 10 articles where you can see different uh, books and if you you click on the books go over to Amazon and then you know buy those books or something within 24 hours the podcast does get a small percentage of that through the affiliate program of Amazon it's a simple easy way to Uh, support us so thank you for that you'll want to make sure that you are subscribed to the bigfoot society podcast we've got some crazy episodes coming up you're not going to want to miss them i don't want to spoil it i mean it's on the instagram already but if you don't know yet there's going to be some real crazy stuff coming up also i want to spend a few minutes uh, talking about the bigfoot society patreon where for five dollars a month you can support us uh, as the podcast does not pay for itself I'd like to personally thank Surfetes, Josh from the Starfall Collective, and Greg from Indiana Road Trio for being supporting members of the Bigfoot Society Patreon. Have a great week, guys, and we'll see you next week.